Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. It is episode number 135 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. And man, I'm excited to have you with us. We are gathering emerging leaders from all over the world in this wonderful community. We are focusing on personal and leadership development. Going to be an incredible program today. I have Dr. Michael Hudson with us. He is a master in communication and speaking going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal resource for you. I can't wait to introduce him in just a couple of seconds. Let's do this right now. Welcome everyone to the program today and my name is Brian Holmes. I am your host, your leadership coach and today is going to be an exceptional opportunity for you to grow. I have on the program with me today Dr. Michael Hudson who has become a dear friend to me and uh, frankly, he's a great resource. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Uh, he's just been a voice in my life the last year or so. We actually mastermind together on several levels. Michael is a teacher, a speaker, a writer, facilitator, corporate trainer, a coach. Uh, I like to call him an idea entrepreneur. He is so good at helping people define their vision, map out their personal message, and develop their delivery system so they can speak their vision into existence uh, using his program. He has a, a great proven strategy called the Vision Speaker System. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Michael's a recovering college professor, and he has worked with the University of Illinois, Cornell University. He is the founder and principal of Big Idea Guru, LLC. I'm not even sure how to spell guru, but I'm, we're going to talk about that too, I'm sure. I am so pleased to introduce you today, and we're going to go to this interview right now. Mr. Dr. Michael Hudson, welcome to the program today, my friend. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here. I'm excited to have an opportunity to share some ideas with the leaders you're developing and hopefully challenge some people and then convince them at the same time to go take some action and make some impact. That's uh, absolutely, man. Now, let's let's just give uh, a couple, everyone the, the backdrop on you and I real quick, and then we'll talk about you. Uh, man, I met you about a year, year and a half ago through our mutual friend, Ray Edwards, who is uh, a fairly frequent guest on this program and certainly someone that you and I have a great deal of respect for. And uh, for our audience to know, uh, Michael is a member of uh, a wonderful elite mastermind group that I'm a part of, and Michael has specifically helped me over the last year, year and a half in some of my own endeavors. And man, just to talk a little bit about the the last year and how what it's meant to you. Uh, well, Brian, appreciate the opportunity. I mean, the uh, you know I'm a massive fan of masterminds, as you are. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure most of your listeners have some familiarity with the concept, but you know the bottom line is when you put a lot of brains in the room. And they're all thinking about the same thing with a heart to help others and open minds to the ideas. Amazing things happen. I mean, we just had an experience like that in January when we were together when suddenly, you know, ideas have a tendency to come through people that they don't even know where they came from because they're together with a focus and a vision on helping one another. So to me, it's just an incredibly powerful concept. So the last time that I've been in the Regency has just 
It's taken my business to a whole new level. It's taken my clarity to a whole new level. And it's built some pretty great friendships and collegial things that a lot of times those of us who do this kind of stuff don't find time to have. Yeah. So, and when you add on top of that, the, the accountability it brings to us where every week you're sort of saying, here's where I am, here's what I've done, and here's why I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Uh, that kind of changes your performance a little bit too. So those are some of the ways it's really helped me. Yeah, definitely. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, Mr. Dr. Michael Hudson. And <laughs> before before we go too far, I'm not going to call you that all day, I promise. But uh, that that's become Michael's nickname. Now, he, he has a PhD. He is an actual doctor. Uh, but somewhere along the way, one of the guys in our group referred to you as Mr. Dr. Michael Hudson as a term of endearment, I think, and it just stuck. And, and ever since then, we've all been chuckling about Mr. Dr. Michael Hudson. Well, you know, it's better than a lot of things one is called, Brian, when <laughs> one has a PhD I and know, right? works in the academic world. So uh, I, I'll take it with pleasure. <laughs> uh, you better believe it, man. Uh, well, tell us about Michael Hudson. What, who, it, who is Michael Hudson? Where where have you been over your career? What has brought you to this point? And what are you doing right now? Simple, easy to answer question, Brian. I can do that in 10 <laughs> <laughs> I want the 35-year history, bro. I want the whole deal. I want to unpack it here. I'll, I'll do it in the simple way, okay? Sure. As long as I have been alive and have been conscious, I think, I have cared about one thing, and that's helping people discover, reveal, and deliver their potential to the world. Mm. I don't know where it came from, Brian. It's just always been there. So as a kid, you know, I grew up in a relatively rural area, was very active in 4-H. And my goal there was, you know, how can I develop my, discover my potential and release it? And I moved into leadership roles there and so forth. A lot of work with camping programs and various projects. Uh, then I moved into the academic world. As I refer to it, I ran away from home to become a college professor. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I love that world. I love the connection with the students. That was kind of the classic perfect place to be to try to release that potential and help people discover it. At the same time, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur at heart, uh, someone who actually started his first business when he was seven years old, riding around the neighborhood on his bicycle, selling gifts to people, um, I was kind of not that happy in the structured format. So I kind of had to get outside a little bit. So started a consulting business, you know, sort of right the time I got into the academic world. And after about 10 years, I realized I wasn't doing what I was sort of born to do. And so left that world, got away from the bureaucracy, became more entrepreneurial, started working with a broad base of organizations, what, you know, government agencies, nonprofits, for-profits, startup companies, entrepreneurial companies, independent professionals. And, and my work has always centered around how to help people define their vision of where they're going to go. Uh, we all have a very good resource on why without vision, we go nowhere Oh yeah, in, in the Bible. And, um, I've always seen that when there is a clear vision and people are committed to it, they achieve more. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look back, Brian, at the roughly 3,000 businesses I've had the privilege of working with across the past 30 years, there's a consistent difference. Those that perform at a really high level have one thing in common. They know where they're going. Yeah. And most important, that tells them what not to do. And the ones that struggle don't know where they're going. And so they say yes to everything. And wow. suddenly they're spending 90% of their time doing stuff that they're not very good at. Wow. So that's kind of the genesis behind the broader picture of why vision speaker is the vision is the first word of that. The second piece of that that's real important to me, I was a kid that was, I was a disruptive kid, Brian. <laughs> I can't I imagine that. that. <laughs> I was the kid in elementary school throwing the paper airplanes, plucking people on the ear, 
Okay, you and I have way too much in common. I'm just saying. Generally distracting the heck out of everything, right? So guess what I was always being told? Shut up. Be quiet. Sit still. Oh, boy. Now, what I heard was your ideas have no value. Mm. And so I came inside of myself. And, you know, around the age of eight or nine, I really sort of withdrew. And I stopped sharing ideas. And I became literally petrified of getting up and speaking in public. You know, when they'd announce show and tell day, mm-mm, <laughs> not my day. You know, I could, I could feel bad a lot of times if it was show and tell day and, and try to get mom to let me not go to school. And when I was in my teens, I was kind of forced to step out of that. And it was, it was through a 4-H experience. And people can read about that on my blog. It's a, there's a story there about being petrified to speak in public. But it got me out of my comfort zone. Mm. And, and Brian, the reason I go through all that, that's where the speaker part of Vision Speaker comes in. Because what I discovered when I finally got out of my comfort zone and started doing it was the amazing power that you can create. You mentioned in your intro, you want these people that, you, that listen to your podcast to discover their gifts, release them to mm-hmm. the world, create impact. You want them to lead. Well, if a leader doesn't know where they're going, they have a problem. But they have an even bigger problem if they know where they're going and they don't know how to get other people to understand where they're going. Wow, that's great. If they haven't mastered that ability to speak it. And, and I've seen so many occasions where a vision gets created, gets spoken into existence. And, and Brian, I'll just take a little side note here. You know what the Achilles heel is and where most people mess up with that? Tell me. They get tired of the message. Oh, wow. And they change it. And that's probably not what you were thinking I was going to say. No, it was not. But think about some people you know. They know what they want to do. And you sit down with them and they map out this great vision. I want to be here. I want to do this. This is what I'm trying to create. And then six months later, you run into them again. And the story's not the same. Mm. It's changed. It's been tweaked. Because they got bored saying it. And here's the news to all your listeners, right? If you're going to lead an initiative, you're going to create long-term impact. You get that vision in your mind. You've got to dynamically, creatively, and vividly deliver that message every single time the same way consistently. The fact you're bored with it doesn't matter. Wow. Because when you get bored and you try to get creative in how you sell it to people, you just gave a lot of people a reason to opt out because they think you're changing course. And those who bought in at the beginning are like, whoa, where are you going now, dude? That's not where we were headed. I wanted to do this. Yeah. So that consistency is the driver and the Achilles heel of many. So what I try to do is teach people, map the vision correctly, speak it correctly, and you can speak it into existence. You know, what comes to my mind in that example you just brought out is, uh, and I've got a couple of friends of mine who are Grammy award-winning music artists. And I, I watch as they tour and they do concerts every night or every other night and they're going you know for maybe they might be on the road for 40 50 days and do 40 50 concerts and they've got to get up every night sing the same song the same intro the same riff the same little nuances they've got to get up and do that deal and be as excited and as convincing about their conviction of that music because someone's hearing it and and I know, I just know, they have to get so tired of singing the same flipping song. But it's the same kind of a deal. When you when you have a message, when you have a vision, when you're trying to exercise leadership and influence people in a direction, there has to be what you just spoke about, which is consistency and and repetitive uh, repetition, and and just 
I have watched what you're saying happen. My gosh, I think it's happened to me once or twice where I just got bored. And so, hey, let's try this. You know, it's like squirrel, you know, and and man, that's so powerful. Tell me a little bit more about your your uh, vision speaker system. What does that look like? And, and what what do you walk people through in that system? Well, well, Brian, let me let me take a detour to get there for just a second. Sure. One of one of my most important secrets I can share with your listeners that that comes from the book we're going to ebook we're going to talk about later and offer to your listeners is that you you work in terms of threes. There's power and magic in threes. It's memorable. You can hold on to it. Yeah. So most of what I do, I think about what are the three things at a high level. So vision speaker is about three things. Number one, it is discovering your vision. Now I choose the word discover intentionally. One of the things you know about me, Brian, is I'm in the midst of a redirect of my effort away from serving a very niched business that I've been locked into for a long time to really, in my opinion, start doing what God put me on this earth to do, something I kind of pushed back as I sort of built that niche business and ran it for a while. And, and that's to help people discover why are they here? Mm-hmm. Where are they going? And, and that may be personal or that may be the organization you're leading. That yep. may be the business you start, maybe the nonprofit you lead, but where do you want to go? And, and when I say, where do you want to go? What I want you to do and what we're going to, what you do in the vision speaker process is define a vivid vision. What does it look like in five years? Yeah. You know, I always remember the joke about the, the guy, the kid, right? The kid gets the job. He goes to work the first day as he comes home and his mom says, how'd your day go? He goes, it was great. She said, well, what'd you do? He goes, I don't know. She said, well, how'd you know when you're done? Now, if most of us don't have that vision, so we don't know when we have achieved success because we haven't mapped it. Yeah. So I want the story written. So Vision Speaker starts with discover your destination and write that vivid story. Yeah. Now, once you've got that story, we've got to move into the next piece, which is what is the messaging you need to share with others to get them to come along with you on that journey? What is the message they have to hear to make them say, yes, I want to be part of that. I have to be part of that and empower and impassion them to help you make it happen so they're engaged enough to help you create results. Now, there's three different ways we do that, uh, Brian, in the, in the program. Uh, we, we look at a short-form message, a longer-form message, and some soundbite messages that kind of help you hit in different frames. But we basically help you map those messages. Now, the third part of the provision speaker concept is if you've got the vision and you've got the messages, how do you deliver them? So the third part is all about dynamic delivery and how do you become effective in delivering that message? So you're like that artist you just referred to. You're stepping on the stage every night. You're delivering that message with the same power, the same passion, the same commitment, moving the audience, the listeners, whoever they happen to be in the same way every time you say it, even though it may be your thousandth performance of that particular message. So that's in a nutshell what we do in the vision speaker system. We guide people through that process so that they come out on the other end knowing what the messaging is, capable of presenting it, and with it very focused around that vision of doing what they were put here to do. I want to take a little rabbit trail here just for a moment. Uh, and, and it's a tag onto what you just said regarding vision. Are there seasons in life where, and you just mentioned maybe you're going through one of these, where uh, – not that the, the global vision changes, but there may be a new chapter of that, a new, new iteration of that, and there needs to be a revisiting of the vision or a tweaking of it. Uh, have you experienced 
points. Obviously, you can't you know do the squirrel thing and just jump to every new shiny object that runs along. But I'm talking about seasonally, like maybe every 10 years, every seven years, whatever the case may be. What have you experienced there? Because you've worked with so many companies and executives over the years. And Brian, it's an outstanding question, and, and you're, you're spot on in the, in the issue. Uh, you don't map this thing one time and then walk away and forget it and just go live it and get to it because things change. Things evolve. Okay. You evolve. Okay. But what you do in if, executing the vision speaker system I don't know why I put the emphasis on executing that way, but in the execution of the vision speaker system, what you're going to do is revisit it regularly. You know, you're going to have a short form version of it that frankly, I'm going to push you to read every day. So you stay on track and you stay on mission. Okay. I want you to at least once a quarter say, are we still right? Are there things here that have changed? It's a little bit like strategy versus execution, strategy versus tactics, right? The big picture destination where you're going may become and should become more clear as you move forward and it will roll forward because your capacity, your ability, your focus, your team will grow and you can go further than you could. So I recommend, you know, revisiting it personally daily to keep yourself on track, revisit it quarterly just to make sure that the tactics and the things you're doing, because like you said, Brian, those bright, shiny objects get our attention (laughs) and all of a sudden we're working on something. If we ask the question, does this really get us closer? The answer is no, then we got to stop. And then once a year, just assess, is it still where we need to be? Now, I don't want a complete dramatic rewriting of it at that point unless something massive has changed, but I want you to be aware, okay, how do we tweak it? Because the message does, can evolve and tweak, right? I mean, think about a band performing live. I mean, I love your analogy there, and I'll probably steal that, Brian, shamelessly. (laughs) No problem. Um, I think I've seen the Eagles 20 times in concert. Ah. And I have my favorite performances of Hotel California and I have my less favorite performances of Hotel California because they delivered the same thing, the same message, but they have the flexibility to improvise as need be or as they feel, right? I mean, one time I see them in Saratoga Springs, New York, there's a different guitarist that night for whatever reason, the song slightly different, still the same message didn't change. And this isn't about whether the message of Hotel California is a relevant message to your <laughs> life. Um, but that's, that's what you've got to get used to doing with your vision for your business and your, and your organization and your life. It's got to evolve. It's got to grow. But you've still got to be delivering it consistently. And you know what, Brian? The thing we haven't hit on today that's really important, the first and most important place that vision has to be communicated is between your ears. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. You have to there believe it. There are more it. failed businesses that, and more failed organizations and failed initiatives that fail simply because the person selling it doesn't put it between their ears in the right way. Yeah, it's great. I, I just uh, Can I loan you another analogy or metaphor? Please. Okay, please. so I'm a pilot. I think you know I'm a commercial pilot. And yes. you know, thankfully these days we have these wonderful tools called GPS and, and all types of other you know, ADSB and what have you. Uh, the nice thing about GPS, when you get into an aircraft, uh, you plug in a flight plan to that digital unit, and it knows now because you tell it what the destination is. And along, if I'm flying from here to Chicago, I'm there may be a storm in front of me. There may be a, a buildup or a system that I need to navigate around. And I think the adjustments you're talking about sometimes it's not that you're redefining the destination. It's that you're making adjustments while you're in the air and you're rerouting a little bit because you found either a safer, more efficient, or a more productive way to get to the destination. 
mean, what mm-hmm. do you think about that? Does that make sense too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Brian, go back to my opening analogy about how the successful businesses versus the less successful businesses, mm-hmm. the ones who succeed at a high level have mastered exactly that ability you talk about. You know, I, you know, the, as the non-pilot, but the guy who's heard this story many times that most of the time when a plane is flying from one place to another, it's off course because it's constantly adjusting to the weather, the winds, the, the visibility and all those kinds of things and the air traffic control. Right. Same kind of thing has to happen. That's great. Now, I because we, we work together uh, almost weekly on some level, I, I'm aware that you're, you've been working on a course specific to uh, – powerful, effective communication and presentations and so on. I want to talk about that. Before we do that, just to put a bow on this uh, vision speaker system, how do people get plugged into that? I mean, if, if an executive, a CEO, an entrepreneur wants to, to somehow be coached by you or mentored, how do they get plugged into that system? Or is that even available? Great question, Brian. It, it's available right now in the talking to me and working through how I can help you process one-on-one uh, I'm the later this year, I'll be debuting an online course that takes that to another level that will ultimately have a mastermind program that lets people engage on an ongoing basis to do that. But right now, if someone wants to connect, connect with me about that, the easiest thing is just send me an email, michael at michaelhudson.com. Okay. Just mention that you heard me on the Brian Holmes podcast and you were interested in talking about how I might be able to help you with that, with the vision speaker process. And I'll follow up promptly and we'll have a conversation and see if uh, I'm the right person to help you go where you want to go. So once a person has a vision for where they're going and they have a real clear idea of what their message is, you talked a while ago about a part of that system being creating and manufacturing and, and producing a powerful, very clear, very uh, succinct, impactful presentation because there is truly an art to communication. Talk about the, the presentations course that you're, you're working on. Well, thanks for the opportunity to share it, Brian. It, you know, it is... The message matters, but if you can't deliver it, the message is irrelevant. Yeah. The best message delivered poorly is worse than no message at all. So that's, in fact, why my first course I'm developing as I evolve into the pushing my initiative forward here out to a broader audience is, is around the presentation. And, and I look at presenting, and, and Brian, to give a little background here, and, and I, I don't say this egotistically, it's just the factual information. Um, I've delivered over 8,000 presentations in the last 31 years. Wow. You know, wow, to wow, audiences wow. that range from small business owners to entrepreneurs to CEOs to independent professionals, government leaders, uh, college students, 4-H youth. Um, and, and what I have tried to do is pull from those experiences what I think works and what doesn't work so that I can help people short circuit their path to becoming a truly dynamic communicator who gets their message across. So I've developed this course and I call it 3D presentations. And and here's the logic, Brian, of why 3D. I mean, there's a lot of things if you think about giving a speech, you know, think about the speeches you've heard that really didn't go so well. Oh yeah. You probably walked away and said, well, it was kind of a flat message. And a lot of times it's a one-dimensional message, right? It may be someone who's talking about something that they don't understand well enough, but they're pretending they do, and you can read right through it. It may be someone who steps in front of the room and says, in their mind, I'm here because I know more than these people, and I'm just going to tell them what I think, and ignores the fact that the audience is zoned out five minutes in. Right. And there's any number of other things it may be, okay? But 
what we need to do is recognize there are three important dimensions to building an effective presentation. Most people want to start with what I call the third dimension, and that third dimension is delivery. They worry about how they're going to look. They worry about where they're going to put their hands. They worry about how they're going to stand. They worry about all those mechanics of delivering the talk. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. And do you know people like that? Oh, gosh. I've seen it a thousand times. You know, and they may even rehearse and do all the right stuff, right? But here's the problem. That's the third dimension, and you're not really allowed to go to that third dimension until you've done the first two. Some will take the third dimension and step back to the second dimension. And the second dimension of that is really the development of the presentation. And they'll approach the presentation from, let me open up PowerPoint and I'll make a bunch of slides and I'll put all (laughs) the words I'm going to say on those slides. And then when I get in front of the room, I can manage my nerves because my message is right there. And they're going to read those slides to the audience and give the audience their information. And they're going to go one better than that, Brian. They're going to print them out and give everybody a take-home copy. <laughs> oh, now, if you're going to do that, guess shoot what? Shoot me. Yeah, please. <laughs> and if you're going to do that, what's the reality? You don't even need to show up. Exactly. And while that may be a great way to develop a presentation, it's at a second level that you really shouldn't even think about until you've done the first degree. And the first degree is about designing the presentation. So the three D's are designing, developing, and delivering. Okay. Now my premise here and my notion and my argument is you design the presentation before you even think about how you develop it and deliver it. Yeah. And when I say design the presentation, Brian, you do a lot of speaking. Now you've been doing it for a while. I will almost guarantee you Hopefully, you're not going to prove me wrong here. But you have certain things that you want in place in the room. Is that, would that be a fair statement? Uh, absolutely. And whose responsibility is it to get those things in the room? Well, it depends. In my case, it depends on the genre or the niche that I'm speaking in. But uh, it's either the event coordinator, but ultimately, it's me. I've got I've to make sure my staff gets it done. Absolutely. You just nailed it, Brian. It's your responsibility. You may not be the one who physically does it. You may not make the phone call. You may not draw the picture. You may not set the chairs up, but you're the one that has to say, okay, in order for the message they asked me to bring today to have the impact they want it to have, the room has got to be set correctly. That's right. That's part of designing the presentation. My bet also is that as you're developing a presentation, when someone asks you to come in and create a certain impact, you go through a process of saying, okay, which of my stories that I've used in the past that have worked well would fit this situation? Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Absolutely. And if I don't have Another, a story that, that I can personally recall, I have someone research for me an illustration or something that would work well. Absolutely. That's part of designing, is design, yes. Some would say, well, that's developing. No, it's not. That's designing. How do I want the experience to be for the audience? Now, one of the other things I'll bet you do from time to time is you probably talk to some audience members or some people who have attended the conference you're going to before to get a better understanding of what they want. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I need to understand the needs and the, the, the people that I'm speaking to. Absolutely. Yes. So, so therein, we've just covered three simple elements that are part of designing the presentation. And you can complete and should complete, and in my opinion, must complete all three of those before you even think about how you develop the presentation you're going to give or work on how you're going to deliver it. And the development so, part, if I'm hearing you correctly, is is more about structuring and putting together the content. The design is not putting together the content as much as it is 
laying out how, for example, uh, my father-in-law was a home builder for many years and he didn't just go th- start throwing concrete on the ground and, and plumbing in the, in the ground and, <laughs> and what have you. No, he had engineers, uh, engineer the slab. He had uh, architects, uh, design the whole thing out. Everything had to match up on paper first. And then, then he began bringing the materials together and having the contractors show up and do their their piece of it. So that's what you're talking about. The design is really the front end, the the almost the the well the visionary aspect of what am I wanting to accomplish and how do I get to that? Yes, that's beautiful, man. And, and, and Brian, there's a good chance you probably hear in this the 100% parallel with the vision speaker system, because the design of any presentation is the vision for the presentation. Yeah. The development of the presentation is the messaging. The delivery is preparing to deliver it in the most effective manner to achieve that vision you set out with at the beginning. So that's what the 3D presentations course is going to be about. I want to sign up for this, man. I want to. Well, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to make that happen for you. (laughs) When is that going to be available? Uh, Brian, I'm I'm launching in the second week of April. Um, the the actual start date's up in the air, but it'll be that the, the it's the week that has the sixth and the seventh because one of those two dates will be the kickoff, and that's even though you're listening to this later, folks, that's pending a decision that we made later today. Um, and it'll be a five week course delivered okay. online and using webinars and, and online tools that you can use. Uh, each of the sessions will have an action thing for you to follow. So it's the kind of thing that you know you'll come into, and I'll guide you through actually developing a presentation for where you want to go and teach you this system so you have a way that you can then take it away and go use it. And it will be something that will, I think, change the way you think about presenting moving forward and make you much more effective and give you a lot more leverage when you step up in front of the room, no matter how big the room is and no matter what the situation is. I want to insert this right here for my audience. And I, I, I want you to hear me say this. Leadership, John Maxwell says, leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And in today's culture, one of the most powerful ways to influence others is through communication, whether it's a presentation, a speech, uh, just leadership by way of interpersonal relationships, whatever. But, but at the end of the day, I, I would my supposition would be that every great leader who influences movements of people at some point in their leadership development has to address their competency in the area of of speaking or well, vision speaking and presentations i don't know how a leader can be effective ultimately if they don't have powerful honed in very uh well developed presentation skills and so that's why this episode is so important today, because Michael and the work that he's doing is paramount, in my estimation, to you and I developing our leadership competency so that we can impact more people, influence more people, and lead others where they're desiring to go in their own life. So I, I just can't say strong enough that this is the kind of thing you need to be investing in. In fact, uh, I talk about on this program all the time that the value of personal development and having a personal development plan, a personal development budget, uh, investing in books, courses, etc. This is one of those you need to make a note of very quickly uh, and, and be plugged in. Michael, this is coming out in April, so uh, yes. this episode is airing uh, in March. 
so I, I want to just, what can a, a person do right now to connect to you and, and begin reading some things and tapping into some of your resources to sort of uh, be primed for that opportunity with the 3D presentations course? Well, thank you for the, the chance to share that, Brian. I think that the, the, first, the easiest thing to do is grab a copy of my ebook that I developed, which contains 52 speaker secrets to help you jumpstart, short circuit, you know, get better at presenting very quickly. And you can get that at 52speakersecrets.com. Uh, that's 52speakersecrets.com. And when you get that, you'll then be on the list, and I'll make sure you're notified of the course. And by the way, Brian, a little side journey about the course just to let your folks know, um, I'm offering this at a very, very, very reasonable price. It's, it's a developmental version that uh, as we're moving through this process, I'm actually going to offer this course for $100. So it's a fairly small investment that I will guarantee you will give you far, far Gosh. more return than that um, and so I, I hope many, many of your people will sign up. You're crazy, man. That's worth a lot more than 100 bucks. That's worth a whole lot more than 100 bucks. I'm saying you're crazy. Uh, maybe, but uh, <laughs> I feel compelled to share the opportunity to, for people to learn the information. And if you're, some of your listeners find this compelling and they understand the value this kind of approach can bring to them and they want to build those skills, I don't want anybody to not have access to the information because the price is a problem. I, I hear you, and I, I'm being facetious here. You're that's unbelievably generous and thoughtful, and it, it shows what a a heart that you have to to make uh, others more of what they're created to be. In fact, uh, I'll tell you this: you and I both make a living speaking, mm -hmm. and I would tell you that a hundred dollar investment uh, in something like this that's being presented on this level. Uh, with the years and thousands of presentations behind it as credibility and as your experience, uh, if that doesn't turn uh, a 10 X or a 100 X return, I can't imagine. Uh, yeah. I just can't imagine. So that's, that's so generous, man. So 52 speaker secrets.com. Michael, where, where can people plug into you, your blog, your videos that you do, whatever it is that you're putting out there regularly how can people connect and i i'm a connector of people i want folks of course subscribe to brianholmes.com but i'm introducing my audience to people like you because you carry such value how can they plug into you brian the best way is literally to sign up for that that ebook 52 speakersecrets.com that okay. will put you on the list so you'll receive updates um those the, the secrets in that ebook are, are written in a tight con, you know concise format that you can pretty much grab and leverage right away for each of those secrets, there is a blog post on, on the site. They are still coming out because it, 52 weeks is a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think and, that's and you one can get year. a little more depth on, on how to use them. You know, and and as a, as a little incentive, Brian, let me share a couple of the things that that you'll get solutions to in that ebook that my bet is would resonate with some of your listeners. Sure. My bet is you've met people like I have who are nervous about speaking in public. Would that be fair? Oh yeah. Well, the good news is Secret 13 gives you a surefire cure for nervousness. And it's a very simple thing. You just have to read and learn how to do it. It's easy. You can do it anywhere at any time. And I can promise you it works. I've used it. I've taught it to people. And I've had people follow up and say, you know, that really helped me. A, a second area that I hear people say they struggle is they're afraid they're going to forget their speech. You ever talked to anybody who dealt with that problem? Oh, yes. 
you know, they, their biggest fear when they walk up there and they worry about memorizing and they're not comfortable extemporaneous, speaking extemporaneously, trying to make up a word there, Brian. Yeah, that it's didn't easy work for well. you to say. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, they don't feel comfortable, so they feel like they've got to have it in their brain. Yeah. And then they get in front of the room and have you ever seen the person who froze? Oh, I yeah. mean, what a horrible thing to deal with. Well, secret number 24 is about how you can use the stage to actually memorize your speech. Wow. And what I'm going to teach in the 3D presentations course is, you know, how you map that speech so that it fits using that tool. It's a very simple tool. It's a mental tool, but it works. And so, you know, you can get in touch with more information from me just by signing up and getting a copy of the ebook, which I promise will give you immediate value that you can apply if your first mind goes, well, wait a minute, 52, that's a lot. Don't tackle them all. Read through it. Find the one or two that you say, hey, I ought to do this. This would help me. Put it to work. And over time, go through the others. That will also give you some good solid background and foundation to step into the course. About the time, Brian, this comes out somewhere within a week or so of that, you know, we'll be launching the 3dpresentationscourse.com website. Uh, there will be some videos there that will give some more tips and information and give you a little more insight about the course. So by being on the list that you'll get on when you download that ebook, uh, you'll have a chance to be in the loop and um, take advantage of what I think is going to be a great experience for those who are willing to make that commitment to be with me uh, for five weeks, uh, one night a week, and learn some valuable stuff and do some homework assignments that will help them take their presenting to the next level. Just a quick sidebar here. I my suspicion is because this is about presentation and about communication and about influence, I would suspect that CEOs, managers, entrepreneurs, people that lead meetings even could benefit from this 3D presentations course because presentations come in all kinds of forms. And uh, I know that uh, anything that I've done to invest in my public speaking competencies has helped me even running a, a staff meeting. So, I mean, do those tools work the same way there. Absolutely, Brian. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the realities is, first of all, all speaking is public speaking. Yeah, Except of that conversation you're having in your head. <laughs> yeah, that, I got 27 people up there that I talk to all the time. Yeah, my, my committee, you know, they, they, they talk all the time, but that's not public, right? But the public, anytime you're, if you and I meet at a cocktail party or we meet at a reception or we meet in church or we meet at a conference, that one-on-one -on -one conversation is a public speech. Yes, and it's not only that, it's one of the most difficult kinds of public speeches because it quickly jumps right to the Q&A, you know, and managing the Q&A, which, by the way, there's a secret about that in the book. But managing the Q&A is a big part of success when you're face-to-face, one-on-one, or in small groups in those informal settings. And my bet is everybody on this podcast would acknowledge there are people they've met in their lives that that initial impression they got impacted whether they engaged with that person or whether they didn't. And the reality is those who did it well got more engagement than those who did it poorly. Well, I don't want you to miss the right opportunity because you're not equipped. <clears throat> the 3D presentations course, that approach will work for you in that situation. It will work for you in the business meeting where you're leading your team and you're trying to get the team focused on assessing how did the last project go? Where are we going on the next project? What's the next stuff that needs to be done to help us continue our vision? It will work for you if you're speaking to the entire team in your organization because you have a bigger organization and you're telling them about where the strategic direction is going to head in the future. Or if you're defining the business plan for the next year or if you're outlining a new marketing campaign. 
no matter what kind of speaking you're going to do, formal presentation with lots of charts and all that kind of stuff, or stand up impromptu where someone says, you know, Michael, can you tell us a little bit about that? This information will help you because it's going to give you a structure that lets you think about it using that 3D approach. How do I design this situation for the right outcome? You know, how do I create the messages that are going to work and develop them? And then how do I deliver them in the right way for this audience at this point in time? I cannot wait for to get my hands on that. I can't wait for others to do the same. I want to encourage everyone who's listening to go to 52. That's the number five, the number two, speakersecrets.com. And also, of course, if you want to hit Michael's main page after you've uh, signed up for the, the free ebook, uh, michaelhudson.com is, is kind of his home base. But you'll get to that if you go to 52speakersecrets.com. Michael, uh, we have something we do every time I have somebody on the, the program. I want to hear from you. What is the one leadership principle that has been a really uh, very important guiding principle in your life, in your career, in your work? over the years. What's a, what's a major leadership principle that you have lived by that's benefited you? Brian, I love the question and um, I, I will simplify it down to a three word answer. Ask more questions. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, I'm a guy who loves to talk. I love ideas. I love kicking them around. But the one leadership secret that has come back to me time and again that has had a major impact on success, whether it's working with a client, whether it's having the privilege I had in the academic world to build two programs at two different universities, it's ask more questions. Yeah. Listen to the answers and adjust the approach based on what you've heard. That's fantastic. Because, you know, people want to be heard. <laughs> yeah. They don't just want to listen. Well, and you can't really... You can't really gain new information, new understanding, or new knowledge if you're always talking. You, and questions are are huge. That's a big one. But that's I've not had that answer before. That's so powerful. Michael Hudson, thank you for taking time to be on the Strategic Leader Podcast. You have been a, an immense benefit and blessing to our audience. And man, we just are so appreciative. Brian, thank you for the opportunity, and to the audience, thank you for listening and giving me the privilege of putting some ideas in your mind that hopefully will run around, will lead you to take some action. Because here's the one thing I know. Inside of every one of your listeners, Brian, there is something they need to discover that they're supposed to be doing. Yep. And the discovery of that, the creation of the messaging, and the development of the capacity to deliver that message is what will allow them to speak that vision into reality. And that's what they've been put here to do. And any way I can help them do that, it's my privilege. So sharing time with you today hopefully has helped us do that. Wow. Once again, wow. Dr. Michael Hudson, what an incredible interview. What an incredible resource. Uh, I hope you'll go back and listen to this again and again. So much in great information there regarding vision, regarding communication, regarding presentations. Uh, I want you to go to 52speakersecrets.com and grab that book. It is phenomenal. I've read it. It's it's all of that. Well, so many things happening here at brianholmes.com. We want you to be informed. So if you've not already done so, subscribe to our email updates at brianholmes.com. Top right-hand corner of the homepage, you'll find a place to, to subscribe. Specifically, you will find access to a free online video course uh, this is at least a $97 value, probably a lot more than that, actually. It is my four cornerstones 
for strategic living video course. And I'm offering that to you, no charge, just because I, I like Michael, I want to sow that into your life and allow you to, to begin to grow and develop and build strategy around your personal leadership development. So go to brianholmes.com, right-hand corner there, uh, get access to that course, and uh, that will subscribe you to our weekly email updates. We don't spam you. We don't share your email with anybody, but we do keep you informed of our blog post, of our guests that are coming on, uh, our podcast, Monday Mastery videos, those kinds of things. We would love for you to connect with us there. Also, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher and uh, wherever it is that you consume this information. Be sure that we're on your subscribe list that you don't miss anything we're doing here at brianholmes.com. I'm delighted to have you with us every week. It's an honor to serve you. And until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.